Hello and welcome to the Let It Ride podcast coming at you the day after Thanksgiving. Josh Walker uh, joined me to give out our picks for the rest of week 13. However, uh, during our pleasantries to open the podcast, I gave out some information that I realized not all of my listeners are privy to yet. And I wanted to kind of keep that a secret, at least for the next couple of days. So I had to take that bit out of the podcast. So we're going to pick things up. After I give out that information and then uh, we're going to go on from there and give out my picks for week 13. Um, I revealed the gender of our third child that's coming in March. I told Josh uh, the information that we found out about a week ago and we revealed to some of my family at Thanksgiving. But then it dawned on me after we recorded that not all of my family has that information yet. So took that out of the podcast, but still leaving our picks in there for you guys. Uh, Hope you enjoy this one. I appreciate that. So, Josh, this is a big week for a lot of reasons, uh, particularly Maryland finally having sports wagering go live, DraftKings, FanDuel, all these different sites offering all these free bets. I even signed my wife up, who doesn't gamble at all. I put 100 bucks in her FanDuel account, and they gave her two pretty easy bets, uh, the Cowboys-Giants, one point scored, and then there was another one uh, that was an, a pretty easy winner. So I put 100 bucks in her account, cashed out the 250 uh, made some easy future bets, and uh, we'll, we'll see if there's turning any more cash. But it was a hundred and fifty dollar profit just for signing her up. Uh, so, yes, uh, sir, Matt. Pretty good, I, pretty good week. Yes, sir. I did the same thing. Um, obviously, I'm not married, but my girlfriend, my son's mother, actually signed up for it as well. So, I've been dealing with her, chopping it up with her, getting her right. So, uh, she's an avid, avid listener to the podcast. So, gave her her shout out. Uh, but yeah, man, sports, sports, uh, online sports book, sports betting is live in Maryland. Uh, it's great for everyone, and uh, hopefully everyone doesn't, you know, lose their money trying to <laughs> cash up and win bets when they see something live. So, yeah, I think that the the trick with it is uh, obviously they're offering all these bonuses for a reason. They never expect you to cash out. So if you're up, cash out. Uh, they they basically expect you to put that money in, and even if you win, they expect you just to keep going with it all, just it, because it's one money. So most people are just going to keep betting until their until their accounts at zero. That's not the way to play it. You got to cash out when you're making a profit. Absolutely, got to cash out. You can cash. You you have the opportunity to cash out on Fanduel as well. Cash out. Might not so, be uh, like that, might, free, might not make it a thousand dollar play that you want, but still, you have the opportunity to cash out. Cash out because gambling is too 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 hard. Oh, it definitely is, and we saw that yesterday. Um, I actually picked. Uh, two of the three games correctly. I would have had a clean sweep if the uh, the Giants didn't get that backdoor cover against the Cowboys. As soon as we missed that field goal, it would have put us up 30, uh, 31 to 13, and the minus 10 would have been an easy winner. Of course, that field goal getting missed, the Giants get the garbage time touchdown, and they get the cover. My favorite play yesterday was the Vikings minus two and a half in the night game. I really didn't understand everybody fading the Vikings. Everybody was all over the Patriots, and I just really thought uh, the Patriots are getting overvalued. Uh, I think if it had been the Jets that got the punt return instead of the Patriots, everybody would be sitting here ripping uh, Mac Jones for how bad of a game he had. But lucky for him, he had a worse quarterback on the other side in Zach Wilson that was able to. Jones didn't look great either. I really didn't understand all the public money being on the Patriots. I was happy to cash that Vikings minus two and a half ticket. I think people were fading them because they looked so bad against the Cowboys. Granted, they lose that game 40 to three, but a lot of that was just game script going against them. Um, 
if you fall behind against that Cowboys team and that pass rush is just able to pin their ears back, uh, you can you could fall behind like the Vikings did. They're definitely not as bad of a team as that 40 to three final score would indicate. And I think they proved that last night. Uh, Kirk Cousins putting that narrative to bed that he can't perform in primetime. Yeah, um, I, I, I never I thought the Patriots were definitely getting overvalued. I agree with mostly everything you said. Uh, up until last night, we need to be honest. Mac Jones has played like trash. Now, we can talk about Zach Wilson. We can talk about all these other guys, Trevor Lawrence. That's fine. But Mac Jones has Mac Jones has took a regress, has, has regressed. And the point, uh, uh, my point is, is that uh, we can't blame it all on the offense. If you look at it, Patricia's gotten better every game. From the first game up until now, the Patriots offense has actually gotten better. They've scored more. They've gotten more yards. So up until last night, Mac Jones, uh, uh, he didn't play well at all. But uh, I definitely thought the Patriots were getting overvalued. I still had my questions about Kirk Cousins in, in prime time. I don't think that was solved last night. But I do think that the better team won. I thought the Vikings were the Vikings were going to win. Uh, I thought the Cowboys, your Cowboys, were going to beat the Giants. I, then they won. And I thought the Bills. The Bills game was a little bit closer than what I thought. But I, 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 the Lions fight. The Lions, the Lions are in every game. The defense is just terrible. So, um uh, so, with that being said, uh, yesterday's football went pretty much as I thought. Buffalo win, your Cowboys win, and then Minnesota um, beats the Patriots. I will say this, though. I didn't think the Patriots, Patriots was going to score, what did they score, 26? Yeah, yeah. The, the Vikings' pass defense is pretty bad. I actually had some props on Mac Jones over on his passing yards and Kirk Cousins over on his as well. I had a big Fandle offered a same-game parlay, a $10 same-game parlay for free that I was actually getting ready to hit. I had Thielen to score a touchdown. I had um, Ramon J. Stevenson over receptions, uh, Mac Jones and Kirk Cousins over yards. The only thing I did not get was a Ramon J. Stevenson touchdown. That would have turned a, a free $10 bet into 200s. But unfortunately, uh, Ramon J. not able to find the end zone for me last night. But still got some free bets to play with for this week. And I still won some money yesterday, like I said, picking two out of the three games correctly. But we still have 13 games left in week 13. And we're going to start, Josh, with your Buccaneers taking on the Browns. The Browns, a three-and-a-half-point underdog at home in this one, the over-under sitting at 43. And the Browns are really a reeling team. They've lost six of their last seven. Their only win is against the Bengals team that they just match up really well against. Um, so I'm not putting too much stock into that win. The Buccaneers on the other side, they are the worst rushing team in the league, but I think they should be fine against this Browns team. They, they, The Browns just have nothing in the middle. Their defensive tackles are small. They're weak. We saw them give up huge rushing games to the Bills and Dolphins in the last two weeks, giving up 171 yards rushing to the Bills, 195 to the Dolphins, and both, both of those are pass-first offenses, so I think the Bucs are going to be able to get the run game going in this one. You also have a lame-duck quarterback, Jacoby Brissett, starting his last game before Deshaun Watson comes back next week. So I think lame duck quarterback and the Browns atrocious run defense. I think those both greatly benefit the Bucks. This line is actually down to uh, Bucks minus three in some spots. So that's going to be my play for this game. I'm taking your Bucks minus three here. Um, I'm taking my favorite play in this game. Ashley would be the, uh, the under 42. Uh, I don't think – I think this would be a defensive type of game, maybe something like 20 to 17, something like that, 20 to 14. Uh, I'm taking Tampa Bay minus three. Uh, I, I prefer three. The half a point scares me, but uh, I would – if I can get it at three, I'll take three. Uh, I just think Tampa Bay is a better team. Uh, I've had friends all week try to tell me that this is a game that Tampa Bay should be on upset alert, and 
I didn't know Deshaun Watson and and uh, Amari Cooper and Will Fuller was walking through the door. Well, maybe Amari Cooper is, but Will Fuller and Deshaun Watson isn't. Jacoby Brissett is not going to beat Tampa Bay. I'm, I, I just feel very comfortable in saying that. I tried to tell you a couple weeks ago that the NFC South is Tampa Bay's to win. Uh, you know, maybe, uh, now you now I think now I think you're starting to come along to that. But it was Tampa Bay's division to win the whole time. I never feared Carolina. The Saints suck, and the Falcons. Kyle Pitts is out for the season, so that's their best offensive weapon. So uh, I'm taking the Bucks in this game. Taking the Bucks to win the division, and I'm taking the Bucks. I'm taking the under forty two. Yeah, the the way that the Bucks season has gone, uh, you could if you came back from the future and told you could tell me one of two things: you could tell me the Bucks got hot and won the Super Bowl, or you could tell me the Bucks continued floundering and didn't even make the playoffs. And I would believe either one of them. There's just so much variance with this Bucks team. Um, I think you're right. I think they do get back on track and, and win the NFC South. But uh, there, I, I I tweeted this out the other day, and you you seem to agree with me. They're a sleeping giant in the NFC. I know everybody's really high on my Cowboys and the 49ers. Um, the Eagles kind of looking bad in their last couple of games, but they're still right there. But I think the Bucks are definitely a dark horse in the NFC for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I, like I said, man, I just I, – I, it's hard for me. Other than your quarterback, it's hard for me to say in this order, Kirk Cousins is going to beat Tom Brady. Jalen Hurts is going to beat Tom Brady. Daniel, I can't even say Daniel Jones, so next. Like, I, I, some of these guys that's in the playoffs, only quarterback that I think – and there's no disrespect to Dak. Dak ain't Tom Brady, so I wouldn't take Dak over Brady. It's hard for me to be like, yeah, these. I know they have defenses. That's fine, but they, you still need a quarterback to put you in a, you know, to win you the game. I just can't see any of those guys beating Tom. I'm sorry, I just can't. Yeah, the the Bucks definitely aren't afraid of the Eagles. We saw them wipe the floor with them in the playoffs last year. Obviously, the Bucks took care of business against my Cowboys in Week One as well. So I don't think there's any team in the NFC that the Bucks are necessarily afraid of. Now, I wouldn't take Jimmy Garoppolo over Tom Brady either, but. Uh, the rest of that 49ers roster is just so good. So I think that I, if you, like, twisted my arm and made me pick between those two teams, I'm still going to lean towards the 49ers. But uh, the Bucks are definitely going to have a quarterback advantage against anybody they play uh, in the NFC for sure. I agree. I can't knock you for taking the 49ers. The 49ers are very dangerous. Very, very, very dangerous. We saw what they did to Arizona Monday night. Even without Kyler Murray, they still put their foot on them. So. San Francisco, I think, I told you this last year, I think the two best teams in the NFC is San Francisco, Tampa Bay, and then Dallas. I think they're the three best teams in the conference. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you, and I'm on the Bucks minus three for this one. You uh, you like the under, you said 42. I'm seeing it at 43 in some spots. I like oh, the under. oh, if I can get 43, oh, I'm taking the under. Yeah, I like the I like the under in this game as well. That might be something that we have to revisit. That's going to take us on to the Bengals taking on the Titans. The Titans, a two and a half point underdog at home for this one. The over under sitting at forty three and a half. This, of course, is a playoff rematch from last year, and the Titans just keep on getting disrespected. They've won seven of their last eight games. The only loss is to the Kansas City Chiefs in overtime with a backup quarterback. I just think that the Titans are just getting disrespected. Now, I've been part of that Titans disrespect. I've been down on them all year, but at the at some point, the analytics crowd can hate on this Titans team all they want. They just keep winning games, and I think that's a a nod to their coaching. Mike Vrabel is just a great head coach, and in that playoff game last year, yes, I know the Bengals ended up getting the win. Uh, Ryan Tannehill vomited all over himself in that game, but he's definitely playing better now. And I think this Titans pass rush, you, we saw them just destroy Joe Burrow in that playoff game despite the fact that they lost the game. So I think that they're going to be able to do that in this one. So I'm actually going to take the Titans plus two and a half here. And I'm actually going to start the teaser of the week here. 
Teaser of the Week. That's right. I'm going to tease the Titans to plus eight and a half for my first leg of the Teaser of the Week. I love it. Love it. Uh, I'm taking the Tennessee Titans straight up. I told you before the season started, if you remember, that I said the Cincinnati Bengals will not make the playoffs. Uh, I stand by that. Um, uh, I, don't, I, I think that, you know, they, they're the hunted this year. So I am taking Tennessee to win straight up outright in this game. And my sole reason for this is let's go, let's look at this season. Obviously, to make Cincinnati is the better team. I can understand that. But like you said, Mike Rabel is a disrespectful coach. The Titans are a disrespected team. And go look at every revenge matchup that happened this year of a team that lost last year, or even we can go back two years ago to, you know, the game I'm talking about the last game in the, uh, two years ago was the Super Bowl with Tampa Bay and Kansas City. Kansas City beat the shit out of Tampa Bay. I ain't never seen Kansas, Kansas City look so good. They look, they look, the best they looked all season was that Sunday night against Tampa Bay. Buffalo, they wanted their revenge against Kansas City. They beat them. So we've had revenge matchups happen all throughout the season. Uh, it might have been one more that I'm slipping from last year. Uh, the Chargers, first week of the season. The Raiders stopped the Chargers from making the playoffs. And this is when both teams were good. They were the best they were going to be. Yeah, the, the Chargers Char- were healthy at the time, yeah. And, yeah, the Ch- and the Raiders, were, the Raiders weren't three. And the Raiders weren't an abomination, abomination yet. And the Raiders got their revenge on the Chargers. So I think that the uh, Tennessee Titans will win this game. I'm taking Tennessee on the money line straight up. Uh, that's definitely one that we're going to have to revisit for the parlay because I like that as well. That's going to take us on to the Texans taking on the Dolphins. The Dolphins, a 14-point favorite at home in this one. And that 14 points is just scaring me way too much. I know the Dolphins are the better team. The Texans might be the worst team in the league. But double-digit favorites this year now after yesterday's games, uh, the Bills and Cowboys both failing to cover. Double-digit underdogs, 15-5 and five against the spread. So I'm not laying the 14 points here. I'm actually going to take the over 47, this Dolphins offense flies high. They're going to put some points on the board. But the Texans are no slouch on offense either. They've been putting up points as well. So the over 47 is going to be my play in this one. Even with uh, Kyle Allen as a quarterback? I I don't think it matters. I I mean, uh, how much of a difference is there really between Davis Mills and Kyle Allen? You're right. It probably probably isn't that much of a difference. I'll give you that. Um, I'm I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I'm kind of in lineset with you with the over. Uh, obviously Miami's gonna win the game, so we ain't gotta worry about that. So now it's about forty-seven. I'm, I'm, I'm inclined to take the. I'm, inc- you know what? I'm gonna go opposite with you on this. I'm inclined to take the under. I think Miami can win this game like thirty to like thirteen. I can see that. Like I, I don't see the Texans scoring more than. I don't see the Texans scoring more than thirteen points. So essentially, you would be bank- banking on Miami doing all the scoring. Yeah, so yeah. I, I, I I'm gonna take the under in that game. We obviously agree on Miami winning the game. So. Yeah, yeah, and, I, and the only thing that scares me about the 14 is you could see like a, exactly like you're saying, you could see a 30 to 13, 31 to 13 type of game. The Texans have the ball, and you just see some defensive indifference from Miami, and the Texans fall into the end zone to cover the spread. That's the yeah, only reason I really spread. don't want to lay that 14. No, I agree. I agree with you. I, I hate those. I hate those high uh, point spreads in the NFL. They usually never happen. Uh, you might like earlier. Uh, Kenny Pickett played against the Eagles. That was that was your first start. So I, I don't. That's a rookie. You gotta obviously take that with a grain of salt. But um, even with the Texans being as terrible as they are, fourteen is still a lot of points. It's it definitely is. a lot of points. Still NFL players lining up and Lovey Smith. Is exactly. Still a proud coach. Exactly. He's still a proud coach. Still a 
even though he's and somebody somebody say this, Jeff, and you know this. A lot of these coaches that we judge, they're in terrible situations. Matt Rule, like bro, you was you're a college coach. That's why your ass got fired. Lovey Smith, like you 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 took the Texans job. Like you 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 never had a chance. The coach before you was David Colley. He was only there literally for 17 games. They fired. So some of these coaches, man, they 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 they, they, they taking bad jobs and they don't they, they don't have a chance to win. Yeah. Yeah, and the Texans in a full rebuild. Uh, they're going to be likely picking number one in the draft. Uh, but hopefully they stick with Lovey Smith because I think he's a good coach for a rebuilding team. He's going to have that team playing playing hard every week. Um, but, yeah, uh, I'm going to be on the over here, so this is one we can't use for the parlay. You're on the under. Neither one of us wants to touch that Dolphins minus 14. No, no, um, no. Now, if you wanted to, like, throw the Dolphins money line into a parlay, that's kind of like some free money just to boost up your bet. So uh, that, that would definitely advocate Dolphins money line in all of your parlays this week. Uh, that is going to take us on to the Bears taking on the Jets. The Jets now a six-point favorite at home, the over-under sitting at 38-and-a-half in this line tells you everything you need to know about Zach Wilson because before Zach Wilson was announced that he was being benched, this line was sitting at uh, Jets minus three and a half, Jets minus four. The line moved the other way when they announced that they were switching to Mike White at quarterback. Zach Wilson is absolutely terrible. We're not sure if we're getting Justin Fields on the other side for the Bears, but this Bears defense is really, really bad. So even if Justin Fields is not in this game, I'm actually going to be on the over 38 and a half. I don't want to take the Jets minus the six just be, just for the off chance that Justin Fields is able to play with that separated shoulder. But this Bears defense has been giving up points in droves. So I'm going to be on the over over 38 and a half here. Mm. Uh, it's kind of hard for me being an over 38 and a half. I get the Bears can score, but the Jets defense is very good. The Jets defense is very good. Uh, and I just don't see – I just don't see the Jets. Mm. Uh, I'm going I'm to I'm reluctantly take the over. Okay. I can see this being 20 to – 23 to 20, something like that. Yeah, because the Bear, the Bears can score. I will give them that. Like they can score, um, and I think the Jets have a sense of motivation because of what Zach Wilson said. And I don't agree with Zach Wilson being benched. I think that's dumb. Uh, he had two bad games. He had the bad. He had two bad games. He just had the two bad games against the best defensive coach ever. There's no shade in that. Now, what he said after the game, he, he should he should have had more common sense and more. That's why he got benched right there. He lost the locker room as soon as he said that. You got to take the blame. You're the leader of the team. You have to take the blame when they ask you. Do you feel like you let your team down scoring three uh, scoring three points the entire game? Yes, you let your team down. That was just the absolute wrong answer. I think he's completely tone deaf. And uh, I was all over this on the spaces after the podcast. Uh, obviously, you and James. And Mason disagreed with me, so I'm going to take my victory lap here. I saw this benching coming. Um, and Mike White, look, he's not the most talented quarterback in the world, but we saw him put up, I think, 41 points against the Bengals last year. So he's a quarterback that can still get the job done. No, I I, I agree. I, I agree that that was tone deaf. But what purpose does this send? Now, like, to me, like, and I said this to you on the, on the spaces. Uh, by the way, we should I we do those every week. I will be in those as much as I can every week. I love them. Um, what's the purpose of this? Like, you're not going to roll with Mike White, and like you're you're in the playoff contention with Zach Wilson. Let him get the experience that he needs. You in life, you make mistakes. I'm sure the guys don't. The, the locker he lost the locker room. The guy the the other fifty two the other fifty two guys don't want to play for him. Yeah, I mean, I mean, but I I I think. Let me say it like this. And I know I'm using the word easy, so people are going to run with it. But I think that's an easy fix. And what I mean by that is, hey, look, for example, Jeff, 
man. Pardon my language. Jeff, man, I fucked up, man. I'm sorry, man. I was supposed to do the show last week, and I couldn't do the show. Can you accept my apology? I know what I said during the week, but I went home. I had time to reflect on thinking about what I was thinking, on thinking about the topic, man, and I effed up, man. Can you accept? That's how you get the locker room back. You own up. You be accountable. He could have did that. Yep. You feel me? So I just, I, 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 uh, I don't think he should have lost his job. You know, man, you disagree on that. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to reluctantly take the over in this. I could see it being, like, like I said, 23 to 20. I think the Jets are going to win. Um, I actually want the Bears to win because I, I, I just feel like Zach Wilson was, this was, this is stupid. Like when, when you make a mistake, you should be allowed to correct your mistake. When he made that statement in the press conference, the Jets should allow him to go out in the press conference and say, "No, bro, I messed up. I effed up. I apologize to every dude in this locker room, and I want to apologize to them not only in their face but through the media as well." You benching them, that doesn't. It's not making them better. It, it, maybe not, but uh, it, it definitely can't get much worse. Uh, we saw you, you said that Patriots defense, uh, yes, they are good, but it, we saw them get torched uh, just last night against the Vikings. So I think some of it definitely had something to do with Zach Wilson. Uh, we shall see. I think the offense is actually going to look a little bit better under Mike White. That's going to take us on to the Falcons taking on the Commanders. The Commanders a four-point favorite at home for this from the over-under sitting at 41. And the Commanders are riding in the playoff hunt. They're playing well under Taylor Taylor Heineke, but I'm going to pump my brakes on giving them too much credit. I think they're being a little bit overvalued in this spot. I think these are two pretty equal teams, the Falcons and the Commanders. The Commanders getting four points here. It's almost like they're giving them a a home field advantage. Josh, um, I don't know if you've been to FedEx Field for a Commanders game, but there's no home field advantage there. They don't play any better at home than they do on the road. So the fact that they're getting, I I guess, an extra three points for being at home here, I think gives some value to the Falcons. So I'm actually going to be on the Falcons plus four here. I am taking Washington straight up. Uh, One, I just think Washington, I know you said they're pretty similar teams. I just think Washington's a better team. Um, Two, I think Washington has more to play for. Uh, And three, I need Atlanta to lose. So uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm taking Washington uh, on the money line. I I mean, you can say the commanders have more to play for. Both teams sitting just a half a half game out of a playoff spot. Yeah, but I think it's more realistic when we because I, I try when I make picks, I try to be realistic in the picks. I think it's more realistic for Washington to make the playoffs than it is Atlanta. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Atlanta's. I don't think I only think it's one team coming out of the NFC South. You obviously know who I think that is. So I don't think there's going to be. I think Washington has a better chance of making it and actually doing something in the playoffs than Atlanta. If you stop Atlanta's run game, they can't throw the ball. And obviously they don't have their best offensive weapon now on the on the uh on the offensive side as, as uh with Kyle Pittsman out. So I just find like they're more predictable to go against. So with that being said, I'm taking Washington on the money line. I think Washington I think the Washington commanders will be fighting to make the playoffs. And yeah, I know the- I know Jesse I know Jesse can't wait to hear that. Yeah, uh, the Commanders um, definitely been playing well, and and they do stop the run at a pretty good rate. Their two defensive tackles uh, lead the league in tackles for loss. The two league leaders in tackles for loss are the are Washington's two defensive tackles. But Arthur Smith in this Falcons run game is not your typical run the, run game, so they're not going to be just running the ball up the middle like most teams are. There's a lot of read option stuff, a lot of stuff with Mariota, uh, Cordero Patterson, a very versatile tool out of the backfield. I'm going to push back on Pitts being their best offensive weapon. He might be their most skilled oh, offensive I'm so weapon. sorry. I'm so they're sorry. Best, I totally forgot about Cordero Patterson. Their right. most effective offensive weapon, I think, is Cordero Patterson. And I, right. Commanders might win this game maybe by a field goal. I just think there's a little bit of value here with the Falcons getting the four points. Yeah, back to up it to like Falcons plus eight, plus nine. Oh, I take that in the heartbeat because I don't think they're going to get blown out. But I do, I do like with it being four, 
that's a little bit too close for me. So I'm just gonna take Washington on the money line straight up. I think Washington can. I think Washington will win this game. Well, since you're saying it, we might as well do it. Uh, we'll take the Falcons from plus four to plus ten, and that will be our second leg of the teaser of the week. So the teaser of the week this week will be Titans plus eight and a half and Falcons plus ten. Um, I'm, ladies and gentlemen, I'm playing that teaser. I don't know what y'all are doing, but I'm playing that. Yeah, we still got some free bets left on DraftKings and FanDuel. One of them is definitely going to be on that teaser. That's going to take us on to the Broncos taking on the Panthers. The Panthers are one-point mm. underdog at home, and this one, the over-under sitting at 36. Now, I've been on the under in pretty much every Broncos game, but at 36, that's just too low, particularly with Sam Darnold at quarterback. I think you could see him turning the ball over. Um, the Broncos, not much to play for anymore, but they don't have their first-round pick, so they have every incentive just to keep winning games. So I'm going to take the Broncos minus one. Russell Wilson might not be lighting the world on fire. He's still better than Sam Darnold, and I think the rest of this Broncos roster is better than the Panthers as well. So I'm going to grab the Broncos minus one here. I agree. I'm taking the Broncos minus one. Uh, last week when you were working, we had the Twitter spaces, and a gentleman came on, a good friend of mine. I'm not going to shout his name out. He know who he is. He came in to try to give me a hard time about Baker Mayfield's performance against the Baltimore Ravens. As if Lamar Jackson threw for 500 yards in that five touchdowns. He didn't. Um, I want Carolina to lose because I, now this week I want somebody to come in and tell me Sam Donald's stats. Because they was reading me Baker Mayfield's stats. You know, he's a backup quarterback. Da, 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 whatever. Okay, cool. Let's see what Sam Donald did. Now, we've seen P.J. Walker look terrible. We've seen P.J. Walker look really good, too. <laughs> no, 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 I'll give you that. He looked good in one game. Baker Mayfield looked good in one game, too. But then but then when you look at the team overall, there's a reason why Baker Mayfield was in and P.J. Walker wasn't in. Cool. Okay, now Sam Donald has his chance. Let's see what Sam Donald do. I'm taking the Broncos minus one. Yeah, I like the Broncos to win the game. Sam yeah, Donald's going to go throw at least one, possibly two interceptions. And, again, I want you guys, the gentlemen that came on the Twitter spaces, Read me Sam Donald's stats this week, bro, please. I'll be dying to hear. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's one we're definitely going to have to revisit. One of my favorite plays this week, Broncos minus one. That's going to take us on to the aforementioned Ravens taking on the Jaguars. The Jaguars, a three-and-a-half-point underdog at home for this one. The over-under sitting at 43-and-a-half. And the Ravens had that ugly win against Carolina last week. And the Ravens' injuries at running back is just putting everything on Lamar Jackson's shoulders. It's Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews, and that's pretty much this offense. Injuries at wide receiver, injuries at running back. Uh, we saw them unable to move the ball against Carolina last week, and now they're going up against a Jags run defense that is solid as well. Uh, Devin Lloyd, Trevon Walker, the number one pick, and a name that I've never heard anybody else ever utter on a podcast or on TV Roy Robertson Harris is a stud defensive end for the Jaguars. He's a big part of that run defense. I think this is another ugly game. This game has 70% of the against the spread bets on the Baltimore Ravens. So I'm going to zag. I'm going to take the Jaguars plus three and a half here. Wow. Let me ask you this. Do you think Jacksonville can win the game? I do. Okay. Um, if I could, I, I know I don't have a, uh, uh, a teaser of the week, but this would be my teaser of the week if I had one. I would do the Ravens minus one and a half. I think the Ravens are going to win this game, but I do think it will be close. And I think it will come down to the leg of the greatest kicker we've ever seen, Justin Tucker. Um, I, I I get your points about Jacksonville. And if you look at Jacksonville, look at them very, very hard. They're in almost every game. When they went to Kansas City, they were in their game. They, 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 they might have got blown up one time this year. If I'm not mistaken, but every other time they're in every game, they're competing, they're fighting, they're young. 
So they, they make young mistakes. That's what you respect from a young team. So uh, my plan in this game would be Baltimore minus one and a half. I just think the Ravens are going to win. They understand what's at stake. Um, and I disagree with you on the point about it's just Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews. I'll give you that. I love what I'm seeing from Kenyon Drake. And let me, let me give you a receiver name. I'm sorry. Let me give you a receiver name. He used to play for the Kansas City Chiefs, a receiver that I absolutely love, Demarcus Robinson. I love him for the Baltimore Ravens. He had over 100 yards last week. He's become their, quote, unquote, quasi number one wide receiver. Their number one target is Mark Andrews. I'm talking about wide receiver, people that play wide receiver. I love Demarcus Robinson to the team. Uh, so I'm taking the Ravens, but I do think it'll be a defensive. Excuse me, I do think it'll be a defensive, close, tight knit game. But uh, I'm taking the ball. My Ravens minus one and a half. Yeah, I would. I would definitely be happy with uh, Justin Tucker winning the game with a field goal because that would mean the Jags plus three and a half would be a cover for me. That is going to take us on to the Chargers taking on the Cardinals. The Cardinals, a three point underdog at home for this on the over under sitting at 48. And the Cardinals look absolutely terrible in their game in Mexico. I think this team has pretty much just quit on Cliff Kingsbury. Even if Kyler Murray is able to come back, I don't think he's going to fix their problems. Um, I'm not too high on the Chargers either. Uh, we saw them blow a game that they probably could have easily won against the Kansas City Chiefs. But I think the Cardinals are just a more reeling team here. So I'm going to grab the Chargers minus three, not because I like the Chargers, just because I want to fade the Cardinals. Yeah, we agree, Jeff. And by the way, you're so good at your wordplay, brother. I love you. The Chargers didn't blow that game. Justin Herbert blew that game. We ain't, we ain't got to start with us. No subject, never did, never He's a Charger. He's a Charger. And, it, it, I mean, if you want to be fair about it, he did score a touchdown to put him up. Uh, he, he just did. left too much time on the clock for Mahomes. He left too much time. He left too much time for Mahomes to score, and then he had the opportunity to come down. It was only like 30 seconds left, and he does what Justin Herbert does when the money's on the line. F it up. So that's fine. I, I like Justin Herbert. I think people think that I, I'm, I'm not a Justin Herbert fan. I think he's a very good quarterback. But when you start talking about he's Josh Allen, he's Patrick Mahomes, no, he ain't. No, he ain't either. I'm black and I'm short. I ain't Dave Chappelle. I ain't Kevin Hart. Like, no, you, you can be too. Two, three things can be true, but you don't have to overreach. And the media overreach for Justin Herbert. Be that as it may, I'm taking the Chargers. The Cardinals suck. The, the Cardinals have quit. Kyler Murray has quit, and I like Kyler Murray. But this is the time for me to be highly critical of him. I thought at a certain point Kyler Murray was, was I'm not going to say, I, 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 for a certain point I thought he was a better player than Lamar Jackson. He will never be better than Lamar Jackson because Lamar Jackson has intangibles. And Lamar Jackson has leadership. Lamar Jackson has character. Kyler Murray ain't got that. When, when the shit ain't going right, Kyler Murray put his head down, start yelling at people, start moping and poping and doing all that kid shit. I'm taking the charges. Not a big Justin Herbert fan, not a big uh, Brand, Brandon Staley fan, but I do think they'll beat the, beat the Cardinals. If Brandon Staley can't beat this Cardinals team, he might, as well start, he might as well start doing what I'm doing, start filling out job applications. Yeah, uh, he definitely has to make the playoffs this year. I think his day is the number for sure. And on the other side, uh, Cliff Kingsbury, definitely think uh, this is his last season as a head coach uh, at any level. I don't think the college ranks are going to want him back either. That is going to take us on to the Raiders taking on the Seahawks. The Seahawks, a three-and-a-half-point favorite at home. The over-under sitting at 47-and-a-half. And this is really just a matchup of the most overachieving team in the league against the most <laughs> underachieving team in the league. Uh, if you had, like, a, a time machine and you went back and said one of these teams has this record, one, you would have said, oh, yeah, the, the, the Raiders are definitely the 6-4 and four team. The Seahawks are the 3-7 and seven team. Uh, it's the other way around. Geno Smith is balling out. They did have a tough game in Germany against your Bucks, but I just think that was a bad matchup. I think the Seahawks get back on track in this one. Give me the Seahawks minus 3.5 here. Oof. 
uh, before I pick this game, uh, this is the battle of this is the battle of making Josh and Jeff look stupid. So I'll start with me first. I picked the Raiders. I was high on the Raiders this year. Remember we had the preview show with Lee Ice. I'm like the Raiders gonna make the playoffs. You know they did this and did that, and they making me look stupid. And then you came out on a podcast. I remember us doing a podcast about Seattle. And I can just put it on you. We both thought this. Seattle was trying to get Bryce Young, trying to get uh, C.J. Stroud, trying to get Will Anderson. And like you said, they're the 6-14 and 14 fighting for a division title, let alone a playoff spot, a division title. Um, mm, I am going to take – I am going to take the – I'm going to take Seattle minus three and a half. Related. That, that, that's a real. Sounds like a real, uh, real, real tone of confidence in your voice on that. Yeah, I know, sure? I know, I know. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm literally on the, I'm literally on the high seat as we speak. No, I'm gonna take Seattle minus three and a half. Uh, my philosophy, and I don't know if you think this way, Jeff, but my philosophy is, is that when you win a game last week that you're not supposed to win, i.e., the Vikings against the Bills, what happened the following week? They got shellacked. The Patriots last night. The Patriots against the Jets. They got beat by the Vikings. By the way, they should have beat the – they had a chance to beat the Vikings, too, if it wasn't for a dumbass penalty on defense. And I'm sorry, I thought Hunter Henry scored that touchdown. That's just me, but whatever. Um, they, you end up losing when you when – you, basically, when you supposedly lose last week, you actually lose the following week. So I'm going to take Seattle. Uh, Seattle had a bye week last week. They had the opportunity to get themselves together. Vegas played Denver. Denver should have beat Vegas. Uh, we talk about coaches on the hot seat. We need to shout out Nathaniel Hackett. Ooh, he is. Mm, mm, man, oh, man. Uh, so I'm going to take the Seattle Seattle Seahawks minus three and a half. Yeah, the coaching matchup here, huge advantage to the Seahawks. I think uh, Josh McDaniels, yet again, in his second stint as a head coach, proving yet again that he's not cut out to be a head coach in the NFL. Uh, kind of think he wrote off the, co- the coattails of, of Bill Belichick. And, uh, and really another guy, show. too for the second time. So uh, that's going to take us on to a game with the biggest spread of the season. The Rams taking on the chiefs, the chiefs, a 16 point favorite at home. And I know that I've been talking about these big favorites, not in five against the spread or underdogs of more than 10 points. With that being said, I, there's no way in hell I could take the Rams in this game. Uh, the, chiefs, <laughs> the chiefs playing the best football, the best football in the league. Mahomes on his way to winning MVP. The Rams might be the worst team in the league without Cooper Cup. I'm going to hold my nose and lay the 16 points here. I think this could be a 31 to 3 type of game. I agree. I don't like laying loud points, a loud points, a lot of points. You can call them loud too. I don't like laying a lot of points with teams, but I just want to mention this name. And Jeff, you watch football. You're a football historian. Uh, the, found, the founder and the owner of the Let It Ride podcast. If I tell you this name, Paul Perkins, who is that? Bryce Perkins? Bryce Perkins is Bryce Perkins. I'm sorry. For, I'm, I'm sorry. starting quarterback for the Rams this week. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Bryce. I apologize. I, I don't even know you so bad. I thought your first name was Paul. I apologize, Bryce. I'm so sorry. That's my point. Like they 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 have no chance. The Rams sold their soul for what they won in February. Congratulations. You won it. You shouldn't have won it. We should have beat you in Tampa, but that's another subject for another day. You won it. Congratulations. And this is the this is the uh, byproduct of what you said, what you talk about the Raiders. The Rams are a top-heavy team. Well, if you take Matthew Stafford away, what you got? Bryce Perkins. So, like, I- I'm expecting the Kansas City Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes 
and Andy Reid and uh, Travis Kelsey to win this game by 15. I believe the 15 on this too. Yeah, uh, the implied score of this game, uh, 29 to 13, if you look at the spread sitting at 42 and the, uh, the over-under sitting at 42, the spread at 16, the implied final score of this game, 29 to 13. Uh, I would be all over a Rams team total under 13 as well. I just don't think the uh, the Bryce Perkins, the 2-2 Atwell experience is going to produce more than two touchdowns in this game. So uh, we're, we're both in agreement here. That's another one that we'll have to revisit for the parlay. That's going to take us on to the Saints taking on the 49ers. The 49ers, a nine-and-a-half-point favorite at home. The over-under sitting at 45. Now, I know I talked uh, – yet again, I talked about these big favorites, uh, the double-digit underdogs, 15-5 and five against the spread. But this spread sitting just shy of double-digit, sitting at 9.5. And, and I do think the 49ers can win this game by 10. They are just a complete buzzsaw. This collection of skill players uh, with George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey – it's not the best that I've ever seen just because I did watch the greatest show on turf with uh, Tory Holt, Isaac Bruce, Marshall Falk. I think that is the best collection of skill players I've ever seen. The San Francisco 49ers offense might be second and you can have an average quarterback like Jimmy G and have success. You also have this defense getting healthy for the 49ers. That pass rush is absolutely dominant. So I'm going to take the 49ers minus nine and a half here. Well, I, we both agree that the 49ers are going to win. Uh, I hate the Saints for obvious reasons. So I'm expecting the 49ers to win this game. Uh, but I'm going to take the Saints plus nine and a half. I hate the Saints, but I can't tell a lie. They fight. They fight. They they fight hard. I know at times they look great this year. At the times they look bad, they look good last week. But that was against a second, third string quarterback. And at times they look terrible. Uh, uh, I watched the Saints fully a couple times, mainly the one time against Brady. And they were in the game. So, uh I think the 49ers will win. I think the 49ers have a short turnaround. That's from Mexico City. I know Mexico is not that far from California, but still, that's a short turnaround. They had Thanksgiving this week. So I think the Saints will be in the game for a while. And then I think San Francisco will win it at, I don't say win it at the end, but I think they'll win by less than nine and a half points. So uh, we're on opposite sides of this one. So uh, that is not one we will be revisiting for the parlay. But speaking of a game that we will be revisiting, uh, something that helped along our Titans over. The Bengals pick. I've just got an alert on my phone from Bleacher Report. Joe Mixon going to be out for that game against the Titans. So they're going to be relying on Samaj P. Ryan yet again. Let me ask you a question. Do you think that's going to change the line? No, I don't think so. Um, maybe uh, just because it's sitting right below that key number right now. So, like, if, if the line was sitting at one and a half and you saw it, I, yeah, I could see it maybe moving to two or two and a half. Moving a line from two and a half to three. It's just, it's just a lot harder. So, I, I, well, I guess, no, I guess it would be moving the other way. So yeah, maybe, maybe, you it, maybe you see it moving a half a point, maybe to two or to one and a half. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because I, I, I mean, obviously, they don't have no chase, and they wouldn't have chase, uh, chase is supposed to be back. Yeah, I, I was, I, I, I didn't, I, I don't, I don't think he's playing. That's what I was told. That's, I mean, that's on the assumption I was going on. I didn't think he was playing. If he's if he's well, let me say this: if he's not playing, and Mixon's not there, then that line definitely moves. There's no way it can. It's not because that's free money. So right now, Jamar Chase is expected to play. Oh wow! Expected to be okay. back for this game. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm, I still like the Titans. That doesn't change my opinion. I still like the Titans. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're we're still on the same side of that one. So that is one we can revisit. But that is going to take us on to the primetime games. We're going to start on Sunday Night Football: the Packers taking on the Eagles. The Eagles, a six and a half point favorite at home for this one. The over/under. 
sitting at 46 and a half. The Packers getting a little bit of extra rest. They played on Thursday last week, and everybody was riding high on them after they beat my Dallas Cowboys. They came tumbling back to earth against the Titans. The Eagles on the other side, after that loss to the Commanders, they had a – I mean, if you even go back to the game before that, they barely beat the Texans on Thursday Night Football, one of the worst teams in the league, and they really struggled with the Colts last week. I kind of think we've seen a lot of teams start hot like this. We saw it happen for the Cardinals last year, and they came crashing back down to earth. That high-paced offense with a running quarterback is very similar. Um, you could even liken A.J. Brown to DeAndre Hopkins. So some a lot of similarities between the Cardinals team from last year and the Eagles team from this year. And I think you could even go back to Lamar Jackson's MVP season with the Ravens. Those those high-paced offenses, they seem to bog down later in the seasons as teams get tape on them. And I think that's happening to the Eagles here. So I'm actually going to take the Packers plus the six and a half here. Their season is on life support. If they have any chance of getting in the playoff picture, they need to win this game. And I think that they're going to keep it close. So I like the Packers plus six and a half here. Yeah, I'm taking the Packers plus six and a half as well. I am not the biggest fan of the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't think they're as good as everyone thinks that they are. Um, I think they're a good team, but I don't think they're as great as everyone thinks they are. I should say it like that. So I'm taking the Packers plus six and a half. Like you said, the, the season is on the line. Now, I'm going to be honest with you, I wouldn't want to play this in our, in our parlay. I wouldn't want to do that. But I definitely think the Packers can keep it close. I'm just not impressed with Philadelphia. Uh, we talked about it earlier. I think the three best teams in the NFC, maybe not in this order, but San Francisco. Well, I would do it in this order. San Francisco, Dallas, and Tampa Bay. I would put Dallas ahead of Tampa Bay just because of the – just because of the way Dallas is playing. If Dallas played Tampa Bay, I would take Tampa. You know that. They played each other head-to-head. We saw what happened. But I don't think Philadelphia is one of the three best teams in the NFC. Now, when you start talking about four and five between them and Minnesota, they beat Minnesota, so I would give them the edge. But I'm just not impressed with Philadelphia as much as the media is. Yeah, and I just I think that they they you see these teams start out hot, and uh, we saw it like I uh, I could even mention the Steelers. Uh, the last time the command the Washington team they weren't the Commanders at that time. The last time that they beat an undefeated team that late in the season, it was the Pittsburgh Steelers who started out hot and then faded down the stretch. I just think that's what we're seeing happen with this Eagles team. Absolutely, I agree. I think that we I think I think like you said that these teams start off hot, and then they think they can do something. And then when you when you get a good read on them. Um, it, 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 you know, you mess up, you mess up things because the NFL is a copycat league. If I see you do something against the Patriots, I'm going to do it when I play the Patriots yep. because I've seen you do it. So it's a copycat league. It's a league where though, you know, we're going to see if it works, see if it doesn't work, and see what happens. So uh, with that being said, like I said, I take, I am going to take the Packers plus six and a half. I think the Eagles will win the game. I think they're the better team. They should win the game. But I, uh, I think teams have gotten a script on what the Eagles like to do. And, and da- Dallas that, Goddard being out for them, too. Like, losing Dallas Goddard really hurts this offense. Big They're silver lying on A.J. Brown now. And with the Packers, you have a guy like Jair Alexander who can shadow A.J. Brown exactly. and, and potentially keep this a lower-scoring game. So I'm actually going to be on the under on this game as well, the under 46-and-a-half, I think is a good play. I'm, 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 inclined, I'm inclined to play that. I'm inclined – if you want to, I'm inclined to play that on one of the tickets. Uh, I'm going to say one of the tickets. One of, if, uh, if we have multiple parlays, I'm inclined to play that on one just because uh, I agree with you. I think both defenses are going to want to step up and show, like, hey, I can play. I'm, I'm good, too. So. so that is going to move us on to Monday Night Football. We're going to close things out here with the Steelers taking on the Colts. The Colts, a two-and-a-half-point favorite at home for this one, the over-under sitting at 39. And the Colts won their first game for Jeff Saturday. They damn near won again last week against the Eagles. We'll see what they can do here against the Steelers. Now, I like Jeff Saturday, but he has yet to go up against 
a good NFL head coach who has the experience that he doesn't have. And I just think that Mike Tomlin's going to be able to take advantage of Jeff Saturday's inexperience. So I'm actually going to be on the Steelers plus two and a half here. The Colts at just minus two and a half. It kind of seems like they're begging you to take the Colts at home. Oh, you only, you know, you only have to win by a field goal and you cover this spread. And I think a lot of people are going to see that and want to be on the Colts. I'm going to take Mike Tomlin. He's my favorite coach in the league. Steelers plus two and a half is my play here. I agree. I'm taking the Steelers plus two and a half. I think the Steelers are the better team, like you said. Jeff Saturday hasn't seen – this is no disrespect to Josh McDaniels. I share Josh's first name. Uh, Josh McDaniels or uh, – who, who did he play last year? Who did the coach play last year? Uh, uh, Nick Sirianni. No disrespect to them. They aren't Mike Tomlin. So, with that being said, I'm taking the Steelers plus two and a half. I think the Steelers have the defense that can keep them in this game. Matt Ryan is a turnover machine, especially with the bad coach offensive line. So I am taking the Steelers plus two and a half. Uh, Mika Fitzpatrick came back. T.J. Watt came back, I think, a week or two weeks ago. Give me the Steelers plus two and a half. Yeah, the Steelers' defense getting healthy. They've definitely been playing better as of late. They did get torched by the Bengals last week, but um, I, I don't think the Colts have the offense that the Bengals do. So for the purposes of our parlay, I think um, the, the ones that we seem to agree the most on, we agree on, um, on the Seahawks minus three and a half, but you were way too apprehensive about that one for me to want to include it. But I think we're both on the Broncos minus one to start with. I think that was uh, both, both of us seem to be one of our favorite plays this week. Absolutely. We agree on that. Now, I can't talk you into your Bucks uh, minus the three and a half here, can I? Mm, no, I'm good. I, I, want, I want to win a parlay, so no, I'm good. I just, <laughs> if I, for any of that, I just take the Bucks on the money line. Okay. I mean, somebody, but... Somebody the same value. Okay, so I'll tell you what, we'll throw the Bucks on the money line, and then if we use the Titans on the money line as well, that evens out the odds a little bit because okay. well, we're, we're getting plus 122 on the Titans on the money line, and then the Bucks would be minus 178. Okay, well, I'll balance it out a little bit. Okay. So then I think we both also like the Chiefs minus, uh, minus 15 and a half I'm seeing here. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I think Kansas City would be – they'll put the Rams out there missing. And then uh, to wrap things up here, how about Chargers minus three against the Cardinals? Yeah, we agree on that. I think the Chargers will beat the uh, – I think L.A. Chargers will beat the Arizona Cardinals. And actually, um, just just because, like you said, I want to win one of these damn parlays, I'm going to buy the half point where the Chargers take that down to two and a half. You have to play okay, that's a little perfect. bit of juice. That's perfect. Them half, man, them half points and betting, they scared the hell out of me. They scared the hell out of me. Like, I had a parlay – I'll give you an example, Jeff. I had a parlay. I had a point. I bet on a foreign basketball game yesterday, right? I had the team plus 10 and a half. They lost by 11. Yeah. 11. So it's like, damn. Like, come on. I hate that. So, so uh, for the purposes of this week's parlay, we have the Broncos minus one, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the money line, the Titans on the money line, the Chiefs minus 15 and a half, and the Chargers bought from minus three down to minus two and a half. Our $10 bet is going to be pay $224. Josh, how are you feeling about it? Well, man, that's my gift to you for the baby shower. Congratulations, <laughs> my brother. You got it. You got it, man. As the season progresses, like, you know, it would be nice if, you know, we can start winning a little bit more consistently. So, definitely. Uh, it definitely would be. Uh, the last two weeks, the five-leg parlay has just gotten torched by something stupid uh two weeks ago i've been uh, the last two pods i've done by myself two weeks ago i hit yeah, four out of five the only loser i had was the over under in the giants game giants texans game the texans kept getting in the red zone and not scoring that, that over missed by a half point then of course last week i had four winners 
and the Jets plus three and a half was my only loser. And if that game had gone to overtime, nobody was getting in the end zone. That exactly. would have been no a goal game either way. I would have been laughing all the way to the bank. But the only <laughs> thing that couldn't happen was a special teams touchdown, and that's what happened. That's exactly what happened. And by the way, and if I they had called that block in the back, by the way, I know it didn't really affect the play. If they had called the block in the back on that, the Patriots still would have been in field goal range, won that game by three, and I'd have been oh, catching my parlay. Exactly, would have been good. And it was a block in the back. Just because they didn't call it doesn't mean it didn't happen. Just because it didn't affect the actual play didn't mean, doesn't mean it didn't happen. So they should have called the block in the back. Secondly, um, I know you've been doing the past two shows uh, by yourself. You know, I had Hope Solo at my house. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know who that is, you should Google <laughs> Hope Solo. Uh, she's been at my. She was at my door. I finally got her taken care of, so my my door can actually close now. So there you go. Uh, I'm here now. So uh, I, I I I've been listening to the past episodes. I saw last week, like you said, with the Jets. Uh, I think we were talking. We were actually texting each other live when that was happening. I know you were so pissed off and mad, man. It's the one thing that possibly couldn't happen, and they let it happen. Yeah, yeah. Now, I mean, you could have gone to overtime and had a pick six or something stupid like that. I get that, but uh, man, I was that, I'm not I, 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 counting that money. Yeah, I, I don't think that was going to happen just simply because of the way the teams are playing. Like I said, we can laugh about Zach. Well, not laugh, but we can talk about Zach Wilson fine. Matt Jones played bad, too. And that's that, that's the thing about it that's really, like, not no one's talking about. I get it. When you win, it's the older. When you cover your stuff up. When you lose, you stank. Everyone smells. Get it. But Matt Jones, up until last night, hasn't played well either. So, um, yeah, man, we uh, – yeah, man, we – we uh we hopefully like I said hopefully we can get some wins man as the season progresses and nears to a finish. Well, we have our picks, we have our five leg parlay, we have the teaser of the week as well. The teaser of the week, we are going to be teasing the Titans up to plus eight and a half. We're going to be teasing the Falcons up to plus ten. And as I said, the five leg parlay this week: Broncos minus one, Tampa Bay Bucks on the money line, Titans on the money line. Chiefs minus fifteen and a half, Chargers minus two and a half. Josh, anything else before we hop off? No, sir, man. I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. I'm sorry I couldn't wish you guys a happy Thanksgiving before uh, this week's show, but you guys, hopefully you guys have a great Thanksgiving. Had a great Thanksgiving. Enjoyed the football this weekend. Um, I want, do want to do one college shout-out. We have a big game of college this, this, uh, to, uh, this weekend. We have Michigan at Ohio State. Reluctantly, I like Jim Harbaugh. I like Michigan, but they can't throw the ball or can't throw it effectively enough, so I'm taking Ohio State to beat Michigan on Saturday. How do you feel about the spread minus seven and a half? I would take Michigan plus seven and a half. Uh, I do think Michigan will play close only because both of these teams, mainly Michigan knows if they don't win, they basically have no chance of making the playoffs. Ohio State can lose and still make the playoffs. They beat Notre Dame. They beat Penn State. Michigan's best win is Penn State. That's it. I mean, how good is Penn State? No, uh, with Ohio State, needs to have if Ohio State loses what they need to happen is for Notre Dame to beat Ohio beat uh USC tomorrow night Saturday night if they beat them Saturday night Ohio State's gonna make the playoff well they well they would also need um they'd also need LSU to lose uh, in the well, SEC championship well, I, I don't think LSU let me just I don't like giving out picks three weeks ahead but I think Georgia well, two a week ahead Georgia's gonna beat LSU so then now it comes down I think it'll be Georgia the win of Ohio State well I said Ohio State so Ohio State TCU and then a combination, the fourth team would be a combination of Michigan. Uh, uh, Tennessee won't make it because they lost their quarterback. So Michigan, I'm trying to think of who else would be. Uh, uh, USC. Um, it's another team. 
Clemson's right there. I, Cle- I and Clemson. And Clemson. That, and Clemson. That Notre Dame loss is looking better and better every week. Yeah, it is. It, look, it looks better and better every week. And um, uh, I, I like Bama, but by Bama not having a conference championship, and they only – see, Bama controlled their own destiny. If they would have just lost to Tennessee and beat everybody else, it would have been two SEC teams then because Alabama was going to beat Georgia, and then they would have – it would have been the same way it was last year. Alabama and the SEC championship, and then if they played the cha- national championship, we would have saw what would have happened. So the, but, uh, the problem okay. Alabama has and the reason that I think that they can't get in is you can't have the selection committee saying going into the conference championship week that LSU is number four – and then LSU loses, you can't have a team that didn't play leapfrog them. That, that's just not fair. You can't say, oh, well, you didn't have to play Georgia, so you get in. But let me ask you this. What if LSU is ahead of Michigan? I think Michigan is better than LSU. Yeah, I, I, could, I could see. See, Mich- the Michigan-Ohio State loser, I think, is a special circumstance, uh, just given the fact that we really don't have that fourth team. I'll tell you this. I think, I think TCU is going to lose in the Big 12 championship game, and I think we're going to get two of these teams in. Well, let me say this. If TCU, TCU loses, that benefits USC, LSU, Michigan. It benefits those type of teams. But I, I just – I like Michigan. I was so happy last year when they beat Ohio State because I, I, I get tired of seeing streaks like that. Now, like, obviously, I'm a Tom Brady supporter. So I was a fan of the Patriots destroying the Jets. But when Brady left, I don't care if the Jets beat the Patriots. That's irrelevant to me. I, I, the Jets should have beat them both times this year, to be honest with you. The Patriots scored one offensive touchdown in both games. So I'm not a fan of seeing streets uh, that just go on just to go on. I think that um, I, I was happy for Michigan to win last year. They played well, and they got destroyed against Georgia. But they played well against Ohio State, and they won the Big Ten. But they just their passing offense just just isn't good enough for me to think. Blake Corum, Blake Corum's uh, banged up as well, so exactly. he might not be exactly. as effective. He as might not be as effective as well. They need him to be successful because they can't just rely on JJ McCarthy. To just step, just drop back and throw the ball. He's not like that yet. With with that being said, though, my Maryland Terrapins laid out a pretty good game uh, uh, blueprint on how to move the ball against this Ohio State team. Absolutely, and I wanted I I I, I a part of me wanted Maryland to win, but a part of me didn't because I wanted to see two undefeated teams go against each other. Big noon on Fox Saturday, so I'm happy that um, Ohio State did win, but Maryland definitely did put some some kinks out there for those guys to, uh, for, for Michigan to watch. And so did Illinois when they played Michigan. Illinois should beat Michigan. Yeah. So Maryland and uh, Ohio State and Michigan got, as you know, the old expression, got away with the skin of their teeth last week. So, Yeah, I, I think Ohio State's going to win. I think they're going to cover as well. I, I, I just – I think Ohio State's defense is really good. Michigan's defense is really good. But like you said, I just don't trust that Michigan offense. And this game is at Ohio State as well. Uh, last, last year you talked about that win for Michigan. That was in the big house. So yeah, I it was think, in the uh, big house. It was, it was snowing. It was, it was just perfect elements for Michigan to win a game. And, again, finally the streak came to an end. But, uh, yeah, I think Ohio State will win, but I think Michigan will keep it close. I think this – I think – I don't have that much respect for Michigan's passing offense, but I think this would be the best we see of their passing offense. Because at the end of the day, this everything's on – if you – whoever win this game is winning the Big Ten Championship. No disrespect to Iowa, Nebraska, Purdue, whatever. They're not beating the Michigan, Ohio State. So whoever no. wins this game is winning the Big Ten. And it's getting to the national champ, I mean, not national championship, the playoff. So, this everything's on the line. Everything. Yeah, the winner of the game. So, the so both teams might get in the playoffs. Uh, winning the game means you don't have to play Georgia until exactly, the exactly, exactly, exactly until the championship. Exactly, that's exactly what it means. If I'm Michigan, and that ass when they got in January, they should know better. We don't want to see Georgia until we have. If we ain't got to see Georgia, we don't want to see them. We absolutely don't want to see them until we have to see them. So. Yeah, whoever I, the 
playoffs should uh, come somewhat into form after this week. We could definitely open next week's podcast with a little bit of talk about that. We'll be able to talk about the conference championship games, all the ones that will have an impact. Should be a lot of fun. Um, I will say whoever gets that four season trouble because, man, Georgia's good. Yeah, Georgia's good, man. Georgia's good. I, I didn't think they were going to be better than what they were last year, but you can make a case they are better than what they were last year. They play close games this year, but the art of college football, you find a way to win. That's what makes TCU season so impressive this year. They just find a way to win. You just have to win, man. Like Al Davis' old expression, rest in peace, Mr. Davis. Just win, baby. Just win. Winning is all that matters. Just win. If you if, win by one, you win by 100. Just win. I hope if, if TCU does get in, I, I really hope they get the three seed. Because I, I, I would feel really bad for them. I, I would be all over Georgia if they played TCU. Uh, just because that that the offensive line for TCU is not that good. When they played Texas, te- the Texas defensive line was destroying their offensive line, but the Texas offense just couldn't do anything. You had that that quarterback they have with the mullet was just a complete joke in that game. If you, if you can't <laughs> tell by the tone of my voice, I had money on Texas in that game. <laughs> but, yeah, I can tell. Quinn Quinn Euros. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I thought I, I didn't think Baylor. I didn't think Baylor was. Uh, I didn't think uh, Texas was going to beat Baylor, but I, I, I yeah, I didn't think Texas was going to beat Baylor, but. Uh, I definitely thought it was going to be close, and that's what it was. Uh, Texas is a – not to be funny, Texas is a year away from being a year away. I know you've heard that expression before. So, um, uh, but, yeah, I, I mean, I, I said Texas. TCU. Uh, TCU beat Texas. I said barely. So, uh, yeah, I, uh, I I think TCU, if they get in, they'll be the three seed. I, I could see it being Georgia, the winner of Ohio State, Michigan, TCU, and then the loser of Ohio State, Michigan being four. Unless you unless USC wins out, if USC wins out, then they're in. they're going to be the four seed, and they'll. I ain't gonna lie, I think Georgia was steamboat there. Yeah, I, I think so too. I think the I think the only team that can give Georgia a run is going to be Ohio State. Uh, once the playoff rankings come out, I will have some money on uh, exact matchup being Georgia Ohio State. But we'll dive a lot more into college football next week, Josh. But uh, as always, man, thanks for joining me. This has been a lot of fun, and uh, hopefully, we we'll make some money this week. Yes, yeah, sir, man. Hopefully, we we'll make some money, man. You be have a good weekend, man. You too, Josh. Yes, sir.